0: two-wordy podcast where three but now two comic book buddies talk about comics from their childhood in today there i'm we ryan go. and i'm kirk there we go all right all i right. still remembered it
1: uh we're back after a month? hiatus. month hiatus it's been a little bit longer than that
0: two months actually
1: yeah almost two months so life got in the way and we just haven't had the opportunity to uh, talk about comics. So, uh, see if I remember the format. Uh, we start with the new book.
0: If I remember right, yes,
1: new book okay. it is. Would you like to go first? Or would you know, you like I to think I will. Go
0: okay, right. Don't mind. You go I'll first. go first because go I right ahead. I remember this up to a point. All right. So I got uh, Vanish from Image Comics. Uh, this is it, Vanish number one, and Donny Katz wrote it. And uh, this reminded me very much of uh, like the first five image books that came out. Young Blood, Wildcat, you know those those yeah. ones. That's what this felt like. Um, oh wow it the artwork is along the lines of, it reminds me of, um, kick ass a little bit. Okay. But the story is very much that early image. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to decide how to sell this without giving anything away because there's a big plot twist in the first issue. um, this guy that you assume is down on his luck is getting the crap kicked out of him. And a child superhero comes down out of nowhere and saves the day. And uh, the guy that was getting his ass kicked basically saw the kid after he saved the day and goes, yeah, I know who you really are. And kind of goes into the big plot twist. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I absolutely do recommend checking it out. It's still reasonably priced I mean this was only four bucks so I mean I guess that's reasonably priced for comic books nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to tell you so much more about it but I would give away something and I really don't want to give anything away on this because it is uh, is quite the if you have you ever read the Thunderbolts
1: Um, that's on my,
0: uh, to-do list. Okay. The very first issue, and when I say the first issue, issue one, not the minus one issue, but issue one, huge plot twist, which you're probably already aware of because you're aware of the Thunderbolts, but when they came out, nobody saw it coming and then you're like, oh, wow, at the end of it. And that's what I felt with this book.
1: Okay. That's awesome. All right. Well. So. Shocker, shocker. First show back. Kirk's doing an X book.
0: (laughs) To be fair, it's been two months off. (laughs) It
1: has been two months. So you guys got a break from the X books. So. uh, I picked up. Exterminators number one. Uh, so basically, Nick and I were talking about how fun it would be if Dazzler, Boom Boom, and Jubilee were on a team together. And here it is.
0: Okay. See, they listen to the mic, or they listen to that microphone on your phone, Kirk. They hear you. I guess. And then... I guess that's the big brother is
1: listening. <laughs> So it starts out, um, Dazzler is in a, uh, she's in her 70s disco, she's got hot short like the, the short shorts on though, and uh, she's roller skating, and she is taking out what appears to be uh, Vampire Minions. And then you flash back three weeks prior, and it's Dazzler throwing her boyfriend's clothes out the window <laughs> and breaking up with him because he was Cheating. Scam cheating, scamming on her with another girl. That and seems to be uh, the only
0: time they throw anything out the window is when they're cheating. It's never because, you know, they spent too because, much at Walmart or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, um, what I thought was funny is that after she threw his clothes out, she went right for his vinyl collection, picked it up and he's like, no, not the vinyl. And he throws, she throws it out the window of a, a three story high building <laughs> and it all breaks. So, uh, Dazzler gives uh, Jubilee a call and says, Hey, um, what are you doing? And Jubilee says, "My best, okay, my fucking best, right?" But it's all bleeped out, right? And then she, uh, she says she needs a girl's night, and so because she broke up with her boyfriend, so Jubilee says, "Hey, uh, Tabitha, you ain't got nothing going on tonight," and she's like, "Thanks," right? And, like, volunteers are to go out, and uh, so she shows up at this dive bar, and Boom Boom's like, why are we in a dive bar? And Allison's like, well, but good, you know, Dazzler's like, the, the, the drinks are cheap, and the atmosphere is good, and she's like, there's nobody in here, and she goes, exactly. And so they they start dancing, and uh, the bartender had put something in Boom Boom's drink because Boom Boom passes out. And come to find out, Dazzler's boyfriend shows up at the at the bar, and he's got some guys with him, and. Uh, Jubilee just escalates it quickly. She cracks a stool on the the bar and says, "Okay, guys, let's go, right?" Cuz you know, she hung out with uh Wolverine for a while, so she's kind of a hothead. <laughs> and then um so it's all these these uh this guy and his like uh people And there, it's like, like five on two, right? And all of a sudden, there's this big boom from behind. So you know, boom, boom, got some shit in, right? And uh, she falls down into this like pit, and uh, it reeks, and there's a whole bunch of like vampire monsters and. Then we cut to um Jubilee. She's got this big monster truck tire size like vehicle she's driving. And she's uh she grabs the well, Dazzler's fighting off some of these goons and then Boom Boom's like Boom Boom's wearing this like really short dress too while she's doing this, so I thought it was hilarious. She's got this this uh
0: Oh, wow. little sundress?
1: Like, baby doll dress on. And she's just choking one of them out, right? <laughs> she, she's got her, she got him in a choke hold and just kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> and, uh, Jubilee picks them up, and they're getting chased. And so, come to find out Long story short, come to find out, there was a medallion that her boyfriend was wearing that allowed him to walk during the daytime as a vampire. He just said it was like a family heirloom. And Jubilee, you know, being a former vampire, because the only thing that was interesting about her character for a while, that she was a vampire.
0: And so that's in canon.
1: Yeah, and she yep. had a baby, right? Well apparently she went she died and was reborn normal again not well a mutant but not a vampire. And Jubilee's like no 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 that that's a sign of this and she just goes into all the lore and all that. And then they make it through all the minions and they get to what looks like uh they're inside the base now completely. And the person says that he, they're going to bring out their soul splitter. And it's Laura Kinney at the end of the issue. So the team's going to be Laura Kinney, Boom Boom, Dazzler, and Jubilee. Mm. I don't know. I don't if, know if I like that. Issue two comes out soon. I don't remember when it is. Um, if they had just kept it, the three of those guys, I think it would have been a lot better, but I also like that they're trying to use Laura Kenny to make her the new Wolverine. You know, I don't know. We'll see how it goes next issue is how I'm looking at it. It did enough to where I'm going to buy the next one.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully and hopefully it's good. It just seems like they don't think an X Men book can function without having some kind of a Wolverine character. I agree,
1: and I think it would have been just. Fine They're too reliant. The, yeah, the three of those guys, those those ladies, would have been awesome.
0: I mean, none of them have a. Forgive me for saying it, Kirk and Nick. I know when you're going to listen to this. Forgive me for saying it, but none of those three really have a huge following there's not a jubilee massive following no. there's not a dazzler massive See, following i mean Nick's the head of that fan club and then i love i love
1: jubilee i like jubilee i don't love jubilee right and i really like dazzler but boom boom has been my character since day one so yeah i'm probably Nick's the head of the dazzler fan club <laughs> I'm the head of the Boom Boom fan club. I was like, where the hell has she been? And then all of a sudden,
0: she shows up. Right. I I like how they're using a couple of characters. Now, I don't read a lot of X-Men, but I like how they're using a couple of characters that are in the forefront of everything constantly, too.
1: Right. The The B-list of X-Men. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. That's what I got. Like cool. I said, it did did enough for me to buy issue number 2. I didn't put it on my profile, file, so if I don't like issue 2, I don't have to keep getting it every month.
0: Right. Was so, there humor to it?
1: Yeah, it was it was quite funny. There's just a little. It wasn't like overdone. Right. It was like we were talking earlier. It was you can have humor. Just I don't need the whole damn movie to be I need I need there to be some stakes like I knew in Love and Thunder nothing was gonna happen to Thor he's got that plot armor at this point you know so I, I would like it to go back to being not all the way but like Captain America Winter Soldier where it was a, there was humor and then there was you know right it was, a, it was a little grittier is what i'm trying to say and i you know anyway that was my new book so nice uh now we're going to move on to quarter quest
0: yep where we go and search the quarter bins in the search of gold So what we ended up doing with this one was 60s through 80s now and then 90s through current. Um, And hopefully at some point Nick is going to be able to join us again, but uh, due to work schedule, it's just not working out right now. So um, it's kind of hard to break this into two groups. That's kind of the way we ended up with what we did here. So if I remember right, thanks to you reminding me, Uh, I had the 60s through the 80s. Correct. Thank goodness, because I did not read anything from 90s to current. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I did... It's kind of like a almost prestige format, but I think originally it was more of a uh, three-issue series by Eclipse Comics. Uh, Is Valkyrie Prisoner of the Past... And it was written by Chuck Dixon, and art was by Paul uh, Glacy. Um, I've got all the Valkyrie stuff. I've never read any of it. I just looked like it was a fun character. I'm like, I'll check it out. Um, Is that the Marvel Valkyrie? No, no, okay, no. I don't think so. no, because that's like the Love and Thunder Thor Valkyrie, right? That's what you're referring,
1: right? Like that? Yeah, no. No. I missed. I missed what you said. So I. Apologize. No, it's a
0: eclipse. Eclipse, eclipse okay. comics. Yeah. So this particular character, although there is kind of a tie to the Valkyrie of that myth mythology, um, so this is about a woman named Valkyrie. This is full on in the eighties. What was the year published on this? I know I forgot to tell you that this was. 87. So, um, this woman's walking along full on eighties hairdo, you know, her buddies walk, got the ascot around her neck and dressed full on eighties. The guy would, you know, you can't read an eighties book without one of the characters, like a bad guy having those really thin Cyclops laser glasses kind of yeah. look, you know, and they run into some thugs, and all three of these thugs are wearing those damn glasses.
1: Uh-huh, and they
0: yeah. are trying to rob her, rob them because she, they have a whole bunch of uh, stuff they just bought. So they're kind of like, oh, like clearly have money. Let's rob them. And Valkyrie just knocks the crap out of all of them. Well, while this is all happening, a news crew is down the street to report on something else. And they're seeing this happen. So they run over. And instead of helping, just record her kicking the crap out of them and then interview her. And she's like, yeah, the women should stand up for themselves and protect themselves. Well, it became a huge story. And now all these news reporters are coming and talking to her. And uh, she's got a modeling agency that wants her to start uh, doing modeling shoots and stuff like that, being the new face for womankind as some, you know, how they can protect themselves, blah, blah, blah. Um, so in the meantime she gets famous because she's on the covers of these magazines now and over in Russia somebody sees a news article about this and goes wow that individual that Valkyrie looks really familiar and goes digging through the old files and finds that she used to this same woman was a part of the Nazis and used to fly in the, this all-women's Air Force team. And they named her Valkyrie because of her flying skills. So they decide that they need to get her. So they send a um, Russian hitman, essentially, over to capture capture her for crimes that she committed when she was a Nazi um, <clears throat> they end up capturing her after confirming that she is indeed the same woman they're like wow she hasn't aged a day." well you come to find out that she she took some kind of uh, drug that put her into a coma and she was in a coma for 40 years and when she woke up she was still the same age she was during the war,
1: How very tough in
0: America, very much so. Um, so they're they're take her back to Russia to uh, charge her for crimes um, that she did as a Nazi against uh, the Russian people, and this Russian hitman has got a massive vendetta against her because in one of their or. Uh, when when this flying group kept on flying over and bombing their targets, uh, families started moving their kids to this one town. It was supposed to be a protected town. Nobody was supposed to touch it. The Nazis labeled it as a war town uh, that needed to be destroyed because that's where they were producing ammunition or something. And So they fly in and they blow up this town and they pretty much kill all these kids except for this one kid who turns out to be the Russian hitman now. Um, So he's got this massive vendetta against Valkyrie and she's swearing up and down that she was not at that. At that point, she had already left the Nazis and joined the American team. And um, then they bring in a lawyer (laughs) to go, you know, try to get her out of jail in Russia and, um, she used to be an ex-superhero, but she's clearly too old to do that now, so her sidekick turns out to, borrows the costume and goes out and tries to find somebody that could tell, say, Valkyrie was a Nazi, she was not a part of this attack, release her, and they found somebody. And, um... A lot of action happening throughout this as well, just so you don't think I'm skipping over all the fun stuff. But uh, long story short is that the woman that they bring back, she was a part of the, this women's flight team as well. And after Valkyrie had left, uh, they had her dye her hair and look exactly like Valkyrie. So there was still that fear of her, the flying ace, still being a part of that group and that's who the russian hitman saw when he was a child flying over and attacking his city and they released Valkyrie to go back to the United States. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoy a lot of the stuff Chuck Dixon does. He's just an amazing storyteller. Uh he did that first run on Nightwing. That was just absolutely fantastic. Um and the Valkyrie series isn't very expensive. If you can run across it and find it, absolutely get it. Um, I think I got this, this three issue uh, prestige format. I, I didn't get it for a buck. But I know I picked up the rest of the series for like a buck each issue as well. So it's not very expensive, but the art's amazing. The story's just great. Um, like most Eclipse comics, absolutely check that one out. Cool. So,
1: I don't know if I've reviewed this or not, but here goes nothing. Um, (laughs) One of the first comic books I bought, I know we did a show where we are like, what comic was your first comic Mm -hmm. book? And mine was X-Men number 278. Um, The other one that I picked up (laughs) had this... In my possession since I was 15 years old, <laughs> it's Impact Comics, The Comet, number one. <laughs> okay? It's the only one I've ever bought.
0: You should be happy about that. Yeah. I collected and, them all, and about issue five, it went downhill big time. <laughs> yeah, so the... Uh, it was
1: released in uh what july of 1991 and the creative team was tom lyle mark wade did the script so i was like okay decent yeah tom uh zuko the colorist tim harkins was the letterer and brian augustine was the editor um Starts out, he's on his first mission, and these guys are called the techno geeks, techno punks, techno techno nerds.
0: Um, <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a minute since I read it. But I'm, I, I'm I, trying to find it. That's
1: <laughs> why I'm filling time with the stupid <laughs> names that I'm coming up with. Because I read this, reread this this morning, <laughs> but I just—I think it's like the techno, techno or whatever. It doesn't matter at this point.
0: I don't um, think they make it past issue one, anyhow. So it's all right.
1: They—they they don't. They're—they're <laughs> they're unimportant. Um, basically, these guy, these students are breaking into a college and. Um, the comment captures them, foils their plans, come to find out they were high school kids that were trying to steal the plans for a video game. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, somebody asks, one of the cops asks if he knows, uh, this person covering the story about a uh the applejack when i i think of applejack did you ever watch danger mouse yep and they would do the little shorts at the end with banana man yep i think of apple man <laughs> when i hear applejack is what i thought of when i heard it right it's like oh it's gonna be a guy with a giant apple on his head <laughs> um. So his, he's like, do you know the uh Victoria Johnson? Uh, uh and he says, oh, not personally. Well, it's his girlfriend, and he's cut. Co- she's covering the news story, and pretty much it goes into the origin of the comet. And looking at this, I'm when I was reading it this more this afternoon, I was like. It just looks like a rip off of the of Nova
0: what is it exactly was it the parents
1: went missing the parents went missing and there's an explosion and he gets stuck and he that's right. he loses his cool and that saves his life and that's how he figures out he's the comet
0: okay uh <laughs> I couldn't remember if that's because right. they redid the origin story later. Did they? Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's like, he's trying to get out of Anchorage, Alaska, and blah, blah, blah. And he's talking to his girlfriend, and blah, blah, blah. This really had nothing to it. It was all about how the Apple Jack, the Apple Man, Apple Jack was, uh, is stalking his girlfriend now, or whatever, and at the end, the Applejack appears, and I'm like, that ain't no Apple, man. (laughs) He looks like one of them voodoo guys. Like you see in, like, Princess and the Frog. Right. Right? So... I just had really wanted to. I, I, you know, I really liked the cover, and I just forgot completely about what the story was like. Yeah. I was just like, I have it. I don't think I've reviewed it. I have the '90s. You have reviewed not, it before. Why not start the? You know, because this is was the start of the Impact era, as uh-huh. it says on on the cover. Yeah. The start of the Impact ever era. So that's what it that's that's what I had little trip down memory lane more for nostalgia
0: purposes than actual story. So well if it helps I I went on the impact kick and I tried to get all of them and I got the majority of them. Did and you? they just they oh Kirk they're not good.
1: <laughs> Cuz this was this was pre Jim Lee pre Uh, McFarlane
0: pre Liefeld well that well Impact's different than Image
1: oh that's Impact that's right Yeah. why did I think
0: it was Image Impact because there was no pre-Image before those guys Impact was a uh, a subgroup of DC Comics kind of like how Star Comics was back in the 80s and well, then Yeah. That I mean that's what it was.
1: Color me surprised. I thought it was an image comic yeah. for the last
0: <laughs> thirty one years. I mean, it was around that same time frame, and I think that's probably why they did it. But uh all those impact characters were based off of in I I can be wrong on this, but I believe it was Red Circle initially. Where they were like uh, almost like a JSA kind of characters, and then they pulled them forward to make them a little bit more modernized because they had like uh Legend of the Shield, they you know, their Captain America, they had the Black Hood, they had the Fly, the Jaguar, (laughs) the Jaguar Comet, uh, they had one called the Web. trying to think if there was any uh, it seemed like there was maybe one other one um i mean they did some tie-overs like the crusaders and stuff like that but it was it, it basically what they did was they they got the rights to these older characters and they tried to bring them up to a more modern uh universe
1: okay well remember kids stay in school and reading is fundamental because 35, 31 years, and I didn't realize <laughs> that it was a different goddamn company. <laughs> I'm really embarrassed about that.
0: Don't, oh, well. You're fine. I mean, you, no, the I timing just, was the exact same, or right around the exact same time frame, And, um, I mean, I maybe image was maybe a year or two after. I can't remember exactly when they first rolled out. I think, it, but I think it was like ninety three, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, DC just got those characters. They didn't want to, and they put them in that subgroup just because they didn't want to pull them into their mainline universe. It was what it basically boiled down to. Okay. Well. The last I heard, Archie's got the Archie Company's got the ownership of them now.
1: Okay. All right. right. Now we're gonna move on to everybody's favorite. The random reads.
0: Uh, Such a letdown.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The random reads. All right, so I'll go first. All right. Um, So, my first book I picked up was Spider Man number one. Because, you know, I needed, we needed another Spider Man book, like we need nine million Batman books. And I was enjoying that there was only really one Spider book at the moment that was going on. Well, the only thing really good about this is the cover. It's got <laughs> spider going on the front. Um, I was trying to figure out what they were doing and pretty much the whole gist of this whole book is that there's going to be another Spider-Verse. Mm. I think this is going to tie it into the next movie that they're doing. Oh. So... Kirk will not be collecting issue number two. <laughs> like I said, the only good thing about this was the 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 Spider-Gwen cover. And, okay, two things that were good about it. Two. It's not J.R.J.R. <laughs> God. So, a little, little sidebar here. So I've been reading The the uh, Amazing Spider-Man. It's been pretty good, right? And the only thing bad about it was the art, right? And I think it was issue number nine, eight or nine. I think it was nine. No, nope, eight. It was eight. I was reading this and I'm like, wow, this art is really good for J.R.J.R. This actually looks... You know, the stories; their story's really good, and the, the artwork's matching the story, and I'm like, wow, did he learn how to draw? No, it was Pat Gleason.
0: Love me some Pat Gleason. Yep, me too. Are they replacing JRJR? No. His run done? That was his I only was just to issue. just a fill-in. Yeah. I
1: was like, why can't they have Pat Gleason do it? And I love Pat Gleason, not only because of his art, but when Nick and I went up to Minneapolis, I got to meet him and he's just a really cool guy.
0: Yeah, he is. So, you know. Um, he did have, I, and I don't have the image in front of me, but there was a Spider-Man from that last one, I think, where uh, it was like a black cover and it was yep. Spider-Man's head. Yep. That was Gleason. Yep. And they reprinted it like seven or eight times and everybody loved I... that cover.
1: I think I got the second printing of it. I think because I love the cover too.
0: Yeah, that's it's an Gleason. awesome
1: cover. Yeah, it's Gleason. Um, the next one I apparently uh, they're just doing. It's another Punisher War Journal.
0: Oh yeah, I saw this. It just came out last week.
1: Yeah, and what was it? Um, I like it. They're just doing one shots. Like, they're bringing the war journal out and just doing one issue. So the last time he killed one of his longtime enemies, guess what, folks? Jigsaw shows up. There's a bounty on Frank Castle. And every time somebody takes a picture of the whereabouts and the video of Frank Castle, they get paid an exorbitant amount of money from these people that are tracking him. It was all of his enemies, gangsters and all those people, they all put their differences aside and decided they needed to get rid of Frank Castle. Now, I'm a big fan of this current uh, Punisher run, Jason Aaron. It hasn't hit a bad issue yet, so I'm waiting for that, you know, here's a filler issue to get you through, you know, until next month, right? Like they normally do. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been one with this, this Punisher, just the main Punisher run. Um, I like that he's leading the, the hand. And um, so he's going through, and all these people are trying to kill him. He ends up killing every single person that uh is after him, all of his enemies, all the gangsters that are coming after him. And one shows up or he's he's talking to people and he's he's talking to one of his hand ninjas and um he tells this one where the leader of this gang the leader of this gang is and the dude sneaks up behind her while she's on camera talking to everybody and just stabs her straight through the heart. So, it's pretty gory. I love it because it's gory. You know, Nick is always saying how oh, this is supposed to happen in the book and then none of it happens. Right. Right. Well, this is this is just a gore fest. Right? True Punisher and jigsaw shows up. And they fight, and Punisher ends up stabbing him through the throat with his uh, katana, and that's where it ends. The issue is called Brother, so was were Jigsaw and Punisher brothers? That's my question for the group. I don't know the answer, really. They had different last names, so I'm not thinking it is.
0: I'm not, I've never gotten into Punisher
1: too much, so I don't know. I, you know, I just get into it when there's an, uh, a writer that I really like or an artist. So um, anyway, so I'm thinking this Punisher War Journal is going to be Frank Castle just killing his rogues gallery.
0: Like ruin any of his bad. I mean, obviously that's going to ruin his bad guys. But I mean,
1: yeah. But right now he is supposedly a bad guy, right? So even though they're not writing him as the bad guy, they're writing him as you know his wife. They resurrected his wife in return for him to be the right the fist or whatever, right? So, yeah, I I don't know. I was hoping that it would be like another, like I said earlier, it's we, I guess we needed another Punisher book. Like we needed another Spider-Man book. And, you know, just stick with one because I don't want to have to read two books where they, you know, I know I'm reading X-Men, but they all have their different stories but somehow they're all interwoven. They seem separate, but you know it ties into the continuity.
0: So. See, I, if you have, so this is what I'm thinking. You know, I can see how you can have multiple X-Men books. Right. You have a big enough team that you can pull that off. Sure. You know, there's enough individuals that you can do that with. Um, But when you have an individual character like Frank Castle, or you have an individual character like Spider-Man, keep it to the one book. I agree. You know, I I could see them with Spider-Man. He's such a well-beloved character. Do a a kid's version or something too. Fine. Whatever. But you don't need a whole universe, uh, you know, with the Punisher. Yeah. You got your primary book, maybe uh, stories like that you save for an annual.
1: Right. That's what I'm thinking. Something along those lines. You
0: know, but when the, when you have such a tiny universe with those characters is absolutely ridiculous to make multiple books. I mean, they, they oversaturated the market with Deadpool when they did it. They oversaturated the market with Harley Quinn when they did it. Uh, I still firmly believe, well, Superman's not so bad now, but they saturated the market with Superman books, nonstop. I mean, adventure and action and uh, Superman and then man of steel. And, who nobody wants that many Superman books. I mean, they're Marvel. I mean, yes, I understand the multiple X-Men books, but then it seems like it's just the same six characters showing up in every single book. Okay. Uh, that's not needed. Um, no. I don't know. I, they find a character that sells and they're trying to stay afloat And probably staying afloat is not the correct term. Their printing core is trying to stay afloat, let me put it that way. And so they oversaturate the market with these books that nobody cares about. Right.
1: So, my next one speaking of oversaturation. Batman versus Robin uh, number
0: one uh, um,
1: I did buy issue number two but apparently I needed to read something because Damien killed Alfred um, and um, newsflash Alfred shows up at the door ooh. alive And Damien is now fighting his dad because he thinks he should be given the mantle of Batman. And, um... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. They're fighting. It's the whole issue, they're just fighting, and and Damien's acting like a sullen angry teenager lashing out at his dad.
0: Like he's acted the whole time.
1: See, I jump in and out, right? Mm -hmm. The last time I knew uh, I think it was Tim Drake was Robin. I think the last time I had read a really read a bat. Oh,
0: so it's been a bit. Yeah. A long bit.
1: (laughs) So, was it Tim Drake after Jason Todd?
0: Yeah, so it was, well, or, yeah. See, that's the
1: problem with with Batman was, is that.
0: It was I Dick. Can't... So it was Dick, it was Jason, it was Tim. Stephanie Brown took it for like three issues, went back to Tim. And then there's two Robins because there's Tim and um uh, Damien. And then okay. Tim kind of moved off and did his own thing, and Damien is... I don't remember what Tim became. He switched names or something. It's now been Damien for a while. Okay. So, like I
1: said, it's been a while, and <coughs> I have no idea of the story. So, I bought the second one because I kind It's Mark Wade. And I, so it's going at least going to be a good read. I, I you know, I want to see where it goes. I want to see how it plays out for a couple issues. Yeah. So, I'm not the jury's still out on that one. So, and then finally,
0: well, you I did picked, some heavy reading.
1: Uh, well, I did. <laughs> like I had a stack, like a big stack, and I just read through and I picked you know, tried to pick some things that I hadn't really No, it's great review reviewed before. So the last one, we'll end it on a funny note, <laughs> is the lower decks number one. Absolutely love this book. Um I love the cartoon.
0: The book is different from the cartoon. So Kirk explain it real quick because Nick had to explain it to me, so I knew it was actually happening with because I had never i'm not a Star trek guy at all, so I had no idea what any of this was about, so he had to explain it to me because I saw you say something about it okay, so now I, I understand, but explain it for the people that don't have a clue what this is about
1: so basically lower decks <laughs> is all of the as i i can put it shortly and sweetly. It's just stories about all the uh, people that work below the bridge. They're not like the bridge officers, right? They're like the little you know, PR. They're the
0: stormtroopers of the Death Star? They're the stormtroopers.
1: Yeah, they're red <laughs> shirts. Okay, which I read that book. Phenomenal book. Um, so pretty much, yeah, they're just your everyday average Joe, they're not, like, they're not gonna make a TV show off of these guys, which they did, but in the universe, you know, they're not gonna be doing anything, you know, germane. They're just gonna be, oh, I get to go to engineering today. It's pretty much the worker bees of the ship. Okay. Okay? That's how I got it. So, anyway, they're, they're going, uh, It starts out that these three kids are attacking uh, a ship outside of a planet, all because they were called, where is it? God damn, this is what happens when I don't remember what I read. Or it's been a week, it's
0: been a few weeks. Yep.
1: Um... basically they're this one ship is attacking another ship because the one ship called them a name um they they called him a Herbert, <laughs> whatever that means, I don't know, but apparently it's a giant insult, and throughout the whole book, the aliens like, "We aren't this, right <laughs> They fire at will um." so they fired you know they they get sent on a mission for second contact and while this is going on the the main characters of the lower deck which is uh Boimler who is the like uh the male and then there's a green female and another human um anyway Um, They're in the holodeck and um, Boimler is doing um, whatever Captain Picard was doing. It's the old time murder mystery from the 40s that he was doing in the episode. And uh, so uh, what's Dixon Hill? That's right. That's the name of it. He's playing Dixon Hill because that's what Captain Picard did, right? And the other one calls her calls him boring. And pretty much if you are a fan of Next Generation, you know that there is a episode where Captain Picard does a murder mystery in the holodeck with uh, James Moriarty from Sherlock Holmes. What happens is is that Moriarty is the villain in the in he he takes over the ship. So it's basically a reenactment of that, the James Moriarty episode, except they create a vampire. Okay. And the vampire becomes sentient and decides he's going to take over the ship. That's the whole story. And it's just absolutely hilarious what happens. I don't. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is totally different from the show. So the episode ends with. Um, Dracula taking over the ship, hmm. and that's where that's where book two takes off.
0: Okay, uh, so it's not like it's a single story per book; it is a no. continuation.
1: It's going to be a continuation, and I don't know how many issues it's going to go for. But I was talking about the hefty price of six ninety nine. But like you said. It's a pretty hefty book, and it's a funny story. So, and Kirk is looking for comedy stories now. <laughs> Things have become too dark and serious, so now now he's got to find a uh, something funny to read. So, and I love that I'm talking about myself in the third person. <laughs> I just caught that. I was going to let it go. <laughs> but that's what I got
0: this week. Nice. That's what, had, that's what Kirk had this week. You went outside your uh, comfort zone on some of those. That's awesome. I did. Yeah. So. Mine's a massive letdown then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Issue six. Um... <clears throat> The reason I got to pick this series up—I mean, Bendis did it. You know, I'm not a huge Legion of Superheroes fan. Right. I just don't get it at all. I
1: made—I made, I made it three issues before I gave up.
0: I on this particular series, or just Legion in general?
1: Just uh, Legion in general. They they like did a relaunch and I read like the first three books and then I was like I'm lost I'm done.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nick's got a point. They typically just focus on a handful of characters, so you don't have to worry about the whole thing. But at the same time, it I don't know. I just the the characters do not do anything to draw me in. Anyhow, um, so with this particular. The reason I want to talk about this is, the first five issues felt like it was building up to something, and I knew it was going to be a six out of six. But I'm like, all right, this they got to like just nail the landing on this because they have just done so much. I mean, like this big um, mass is coming, and it's affecting both uh, where Legion is and where the Justice League are, and characters are jumping from uh, some Legion characters go back in time to where the Justice League is and some of the Justice League characters jump up forward to where the Legion is and they're trying to figure out what's going on and what is this big massive mass that's just taking over the whole of creation and how do they stop it and the yellow or the gold lantern is supposed to be the one the key, no pun intended there, uh, the key to this whole thing and so that's why I read it. I'm like, okay, a story featuring the Gold Lantern. All right. Get to issue six. You remember that one time when you had that one book, and I can't even remember what the book was, you're like, this is crap, and you threw it over your oh, shoulder? Yeah. 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 Gave Nick a heart That attack. would be very nice to this book. I mean, that's how crap this is. It, it was such a massive letdown from the buildup that they did. That was Legion of X. It must be just the Legion title. The, if yeah. Legion's in the name of it, it sucks. Yeah, I think that's I what it was. I think it was Legion of X and I just tossed it because I was like, this is shit. Um, it had one of my favorite the main villain turns out to be one of my favorite villains of all time. And I'm like, They didn't do him justice. Um, They decided to establish a Gold Lantern uh, Corps in the future. Black Adam's a part of the Justice League. I've decided I do not care for him being associated with the Justice League. I like his association with the Justice, uh, JSA. Um, as a matter of fact, I just picked up, uh, they released a trade I have the single issues of it as well that they have at least released a trade it was a Black rain or something like that uh, that the movie's based off of is one of my favorite storylines of all time because it was a crossover between the Jesse and Hawkman it was just fantastic. I like that Black Adam the one that's you know you don't kill I have no problem killing and now they got him in the Justice League and he's kind of a wuss so yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's bad. Very, 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 very bad. All right, moving on. All right. So G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, is coming to an end. Spoiler, I will be reviewing 300 once it gets released because it will be the final issue under IDW. Hopefully somebody picks it up. Um, Fun fact, Larry Hama did say that uh, if the book only went, like, Trying to remember what it was. So would be three it was like if it made it to three ten, he would have done the same amount of books that he did at Marvel as he did at IDW at that point.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but it's ending at three hundred. Um. So I'm doing talking about two ninety eight. Um, and the only reason I'm talking about this is it occurred to me something in this book really bugs me so you had Joe's when you were a kid right Kirk had what you had some G.I. Joe figures when you were a kid right uh, a ton yeah okay and the file cards right right but they always went out of their way to say you know you don't know what yeah sure okay Scarlet Scarlet or uh O'Hare or whatever her name is, Um, Duke is whatever Hauser or something. You know, it told you their real name, but they they always went by their classified name, right? Right. Snake Eyes. What was his class or what was his real name? I don't know. Exactly, they never told you. It was classified. You weren't supposed to ever know. Did they tell you? Well, here's where it gets tricky. So. It's not a spoiler at this point. Several years ago, the original Snake Eyes died. He, he was, did. He did. I mean, we're way past the spoiler alert on this. Yeah.
1: No. And I
0: get it. so his memories got placed into um, a gal named Dawn. And then there's another guy that kind of took over. He got blown up and all damaged, and he kind of has that ninja training. So he kind of took that mantle of Snake Eyes where he can never take off the mask. So you have the female Snake Eyes that has his memories, and then you have this male Snake Eyes who is trained in the whole ninja arts and is just an amazing... You know, uh, just another version of the original Snake Eyes. They are in a Cobra compound. And they're trying to escape. And so the female Snake Eyes and the male Snake Eyes, the new Snake Eyes, not the old one because he's still dead, are in this Cobra compound. And they're trying to get out and escape from Genghis Khan. And the female Snake Eyes... Looks to the male snake. Uh, okay, Sean, we got to get out of here. And then you hear somebody call over the comm, like Rock and Roll is calling over to the comm and go, "Don, are you there?" They're in a Cobra compound and they're saying each other's names just out there. They're not it's using all the classified willy nilly. Yeah, they're not using the class of classified names at all. And the only people are doing that with. Or are the two Snake Ice characters? And I understand this to prevent confusion. I know what that's, that's what they're going for. Then call, call them call something snake,
1: else. Call one Snake and the
0: other one I. Something, yes. But, you know, like our names are classified. Sean, what are you doing over there? Okay, yeah, sorry. Then, that
1: would be. That'd be aggravating.
0: And it took we me forever to realize what was bugging me about it. Because you know how much I love my G.I. Joe. Yes. And it just hit me when I read that. I'm like, they're calling them by their name? No! <laughs> All right.
1: Ruined a major premise of the, the whole, <laughs> you know, the whole line, actually. The toy yeah. line, the book
0: line, the cartoon. I mean, Larry Helmuth created all of them. Anyhow, it's fine if you wanted to do that. Just, it's such a storied tradition for Snake Eyes to not know the name. And, uh, you know, when they're going on missions, he even still points it out. He's like, they'll be talking to each other, like in the Jeep, and they're like, wait, we're out in the field. you got to use our code names. You can't, and then the two Snake Eyes, and I get it, again, prevent confusion, but just – I don't know. Name them something different than I, – I, but I don't know what the, my choice would be for that. Anyhow. One and two. <laughs> two and three because the one, first one's dead. All right, two and three. Well, and they – did. I mean, they technically could probably do that because they did do that with the um, – Oh, I can't think of what they used to call them. Uh, this isn't right. Franks aren't it. No. But there was a series of um, characters that were lived in the Springfield area and they were all called like Frank or I, I can't remember what the name was. But they each had a number behind it. So it was like Frank 1 and Frank 2 and Frank 3. And at one point, there was a Frank that uh, took over the, the role of Corporate Commander. And only Baroness knew about it. and was trying to help manipulate the system so he could take over the whole thing. It, so, I mean, they could have done that with the numbering. Yes, I guess. All right. Anyhow, finally, the last thing I want to talk about uh, for what I read is I read Unearthed, a Jessica Cruz story. This is designed for a young teen, but it is a Green Lantern book, so obviously I'm going to read it. Of course. Um, Absolutely fantastic. This uh, takes on um, Jessica as a teenager who's dealing with um, undocumented parents and uh, the political corruption of... Uh, her city where they're electing a mayor that is all about um, cleaning up the, they're running on cleaning up the city but what the undertone is is her version of cleaning up the city is going after anybody that's undocumented and kicking them out it, it's just that perspective of it um, never showed a Green Lantern thing at all uh, they did show that um, her dad, her father had a green ring that indicated willpower, but she wore it around her neck. It did not give her any kind of power. It's just telling her that, you know, she's strong. She has a strong willpower. She can fight for whatever she wants to fight for. Um, the art's amazing on it. It, if you got a young teen, teen, I would recommend checking it out. It is 17 bucks, but it was a, Fun story. Um, it really gets into the kind of the, the mythos of the Hispanic, Me- Mexican, Hispanic, Hispanic area, with some of the gods that they believe in and things like that. Um, my big problem with this is that Jessica is in high school and she goes to the museum and is uh, doing some studying in the museum and she runs into John Stewart, who is also a high school student, which doesn't match with the... That could have been a fine time to bring do Simon. You could have done even Kyle, probably pulled it off, yeah. but you're using John Stewart, a character that was a political activist back in the 1970s, <laughs> and maybe that's why they warped him up to now in the a younger version because he, of that political activist status and what the story was trying to tell so I don't know but I mean that is my only beef with it otherwise it was a decent story it was interesting you could tell that um, there was a lot of thought put behind it and you know no matter what your belief system is with the documentation of undocumented people of the, in the United States i'm not trying to make a political stance with that by any means it's just more of the perspective because this is coming from that heritage the storytelling is and that perspective it just it was a very interesting story that's how it ended up that's great so that's what i have but it's like i told kirk earlier um I have been finding it very hard to find anything that I'm really, really interested in reading anymore. Uh, besides Green Lantern and Red Sonia, I'm still picking stuff up, but finding a gem has become harder and harder to locate. Yeah. Uh, so you're, I'm not—I don't have the bigger stack of random reads like I normally do, just because right. I haven't found anything that's been worth speaking about.
1: I, I just read a whole bunch,
0: so yeah. I mean, I've still got um, four long boxes I still need to read through, and I'm I'm gradually going through them, just trying to find I, something to that's worth speaking on. Um, was it
1: the current Daredevil run? I'm enjoying
0: the. That's the one that they restarted. Yes. Okay. Um, is that still Chip doing it? Chip Zdowski. I don't know.
1: I don't remember who's... But it's basically Elektra and Matt are leading a different sect of ninjas. And pretty much it's coming... They're going to be doing like... They're going to be butting heads with the Punisher. Okay. They're, They're bringing the two factions to war against each other. So I kind of um, like where it's going. Is it the fist?
0: It might be the. Yeah, fist. it's the fist.
1: Because she says the hand closes over the fist. So yeah,
0: it almost sounds so, like uh, sh- uh, like they're kind of trying to make Shadowland good. Is what it sounds like they're trying to do. Yeah. Because with the Shadowland, you know, Daredevil was kind of that Punisher role. And then all the street uh, heroes, you know, Moon Knight and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and those characters were trying to shut him down. Yeah. So it almost sounds kind of along those lines, but it was not very good.
1: <laughs> but it's it's interesting to me because they're building
0: Punisher up to where
1: he's going to be going, and they're bringing Daredevil up to where they're going to be meeting. And in Punisher number seven, which comes out next month, Daredevil shows up in Punisher. Oof. So, but yeah, he's massing hes massing an army is what he's trying to do to take out the uh, undead of the hand. So, Oof. it's been pretty interesting. Uh, what else did I... Like I said, Immortal X Men and the Marauders. Where Immortal's yeah. doing good, but Marauders is going off the rails here, which is unfortunate because that whole first that whole first run was awesome. I love Right. It. And uh, I made it. What are they on seven? I think it's book seven. And I'm like, I'm already like, I don't know if I'm gonna keep reading this because it's. It's just getting weird. Right. So. Uh, read some. uh I did read a lot over this little hiatus. I learned the history of Dungeons and Dragons. The Rise and Fall of TSR. It's a new book that just came out. And that was pretty interesting. Learning how that imploded and how. Wizards of the Coast was able to buy them and turn it around.
0: Well, that's right. I still associate TSR with Dragon or Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Yep. So the guys who made Magic bought TSR.
0: And that's why they're starting to do Magic cards with Dungeons yep. and Dra- Got
1: it. That's why they're doing the crossover.
0: I even heard like they're going to be doing Transformers into Magic cards. Are they? Well, that's what I heard. I don't. I wouldn't swear by it. I mean, that could have just been some kind of vivid dream I had. That, because I ate too many enchiladas before I went to bed or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, you got anything? A um, couple of things that I've watched.
1: Werewolf by Night. Have you watched it? I have not. Because I'm going through a really creative period right now. So, it's been taking all of my energy,
0: but it's only about an hour long, and it's a good kind of Octobery feel show. Nick, Nick, Nick's enjoying it. It, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it was only one episode. That's it. Yeah, um, like a little mini movie, um. I know Nick would enjoy it once I saw one individual. But, yeah, uh, fantastic. Absolutely need to check that out. Um, Andor's been pretty good. I, I know my brother Mike texted me and said,
1: hey, have you watched Andor yet? And I'm like, no. He's like, oh, I was hoping you would tell me it was really good. And I said, I'm planning to watch it. I just i have been doing other things right now.
0: It's, you know, it's along those lines of um, what was that movie that, that's tied to this called? the Rogue One? That one? Took, Rogue One. Yeah. There's a client along the lines of that Rogue One from what I can tell up to this point where it's kind of like they're, they're not going to be able to build off of it from what I can tell. But it's kind of fun how they're putting the story together of the character. Uh, the first yeah. Episode was kind of slow, but the rest of them have been intriguing, to say the least. So, well worth probably checking out. Um, I gotta say that
1: I don't know how they're gonna be able to top Obi Wan.
0: Oh, they, it's not close to Obi Wan, but that one,
1: that one, that one's been the best one
0: this year by far. Obi Wan was good; it really was. I just, it's so it doesn't even come close to that but it's kind of cool to see a character that you really don't have any kind of a background on at is, all is he is he
1: like a spy
0: like does he play the spy role like
1: he was playing in Rogue One
0: he's developing to that part okay okay i'll put it that way you can okay. you can see where where he's headed to that kind of a role yes um, know that she Hulk is getting a lot of hate. I have.
1: I haven't. I haven't watched hell out of it. I haven't watched. I think I'm on episode four.
0: What's happening in that one?
1: I haven't watched it yet. That's okay. the one I'm on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know I had it spoiled. Who shows up? So,
0: which one? (laughs) There's quite a few show
1: ups. Starts with a D.
0: Just
1: talked about them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. I, Teresa and I
0: really liked it. We just haven't. We've been busy. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, I think it's episode five. It may have been four, but episode it's either four or five. My favorite episode, one of my favorite characters of all time makes an appearance. Love it. Um, feel like they kind of went off the rails on the last episode, but it was fun. Um, I and I get it, I think. You know, I do want to see Thor kind of get more to a. I agree with you. It needs to kind of get more to a middle ground. Not
1: yeah, it's gone. Not it's a gone comedy. Too far one way. It needs
0: to come back just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not that dark world crap. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, but just back just a little bit because that movie felt like it was trying to be two movies. In the meantime the villain showed up, it was very dark and depressing. And then here's Thor. Running around on a unicorn or whatever it is, you know, yeah. just there. There's got to be a middle ground with right. She-Hulk. I am absolutely cool with the fourth wall breaking. I'm cool with
1: yeah. the
0: humor to it. I wish people would lay off of it a little bit. Um, just because it's not, yeah, it's not a one division. It's not a um, Loki or whatever.
1: So they want. So what it sounds like. You're saying is they want it to be all the shows to be like WandaVision, and
0: that's and what I've Hulk been
1: and not branch out to you know show a comedic side to the because Marvel has always been quite comedic, yeah. It's not the this... dark company, if you want dark, that's DC.
0: The She Hulk has always been designed, even in the comics, to me. Has always been kind of designed towards the end of um, the humorous side. Mm-hmm. You know, you would you laugh at Captain America because of some of his nativity, but uh, not so much because he said something funny. He was just like, "What's an iPad?" <laughs> you know.
1: All right. He's not. My favorite weird. line. My favorite line is still that is america's ass when he knocks yeah. himself out in the last movie <laughs> yeah. you know stuff like that I, it's not it,
0: it, 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 that's all well and good the the yeah. little quips from tony stark all well and good but she hulk is designed to be that character where right. you get it's a clean for the most part it's a clean deadpool is what it is and i really yeah. did thoroughly enjoy that series I hope they bring it back, um, and I think that's Miss Marvel. I thought that was really good too, just because it wasn't in the same vein as everything. And I think that's even why I like those. I did like the last two Thor movies, but I do agree. At the after thinking about it, I think we do need to pull it back just a little bit. Just but just a little,
1: just a little. Because look, look at look at Shang Chi. Yeah, it had comedy. But it, it was the right mix. Yeah. And, you know.
0: Right. I mean, the, the Marvel kind of goes with that action comedy feel, kind of along the lines of a, a Beverly Hills cop type thing in some aspects. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, right. Where they just decided, okay, with this one, we are strictly going comedy, yeah. and that's it. And I, I think people just gave it too hard of a time on it. And I, it really bothers me to see uh, the negative reactions to it. Because I don't feel like it's getting appreciated like it could be well, if people would just kind good. of lack of getting their heads out of their asses.
1: Right. Well, you just made it to where I really want to see the last few episodes then. Yeah. That I know it's getting the hate. I'm one of those people when I hear it's getting hate and it's not, what am I trying to say? It's not an acceptable reason for the hate. Right. Is where I'm trying to go with it. I want to watch it and support it. Yeah. But if you're doing something that's, you know, hurtful to people or just being obnoxious, then I'm gonna be against it, but if it's just yeah, I don't like her, you know, because of this and they should have done this and
0: and the CGI is horrible. Okay, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, yeah, if you had seen it's the like originals
1: If you'd seen the original trailer, yeah, they cleaned it up and made it a hundred percent better than that original trailer.
0: There is one part in the very last episode. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's bad. But the rest of it I didn't think was horrible. I've gotten You're to a get point that with any movie now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean I've just gotten to the point where I want I go try to go into most things with an open mind. I mean, if it's not a topic I care anything about, I'm gonna have a very hard time going in with an open mind. Right. You know, um, just because it's not something that I'm interested in. Eternals fell asleep an hour in. See, and I, I didn't really have a whole lot of interest in, it, but I did end up enjoying it. I, and I, I don't want to see another one. But <laughs>
1: I, I think I fell asleep and Superman was attacking. I mean, whatever their version of Superman was.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, but no, absolutely. I. I hope most people that listen to this go out and at least try to enjoy it for what it is, not right. You know, um, we were talking earlier with the with this round of MCU. Um, you've only been really attracted to the Shang Chi, right? The rest of them you're not crazy about, and I get that. I mean, there's if you look at the cast of characters that they're putting out there right now, you don't have a lot of, um, heavy hitters. And,
1: and when we were talking, I was just talking about the movies. Yeah. Because I loved Hawkeye and I love Captain American winter soldier. I love Wanda vision, mm-hmm. you know, but the movies, I feel like they're skating by because the original 22 did so well. Yeah. And now they're just like, Oh, they'll come to see it. Let's put this pile of crap out.
0: Yeah, I like that last Doctor Strange. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. It I confused the hell out point. of me at a couple of points. Just, I mean, there's just so much hopping around. You um, could
1: have made a whole Scarlet Witch movie after Wandavision. Yeah, you didn't need to throw her into Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah. but Wandavision was pretty much the Scarlet Witch movie,
1: right? No, I know. I don't know what. What, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that they didn't need to shoehorn her in. Yeah. Just make it a Doctor Strange film. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know, but um, I don't really have too much else. Uh, Not a big fan of Sasha Baron Cohen being cast as Mephisto.
0: Um, is that 100% confirmed or is that just the rumor?
1: Uh, I think it's a rumor because I haven't seen anything else about it. If I'm wrong, somebody will tell me. So,
0: I, um, I'm i not going to sweat it too much, but I'm not crazy about the idea of it. Right. Not, he's just a guy that I've never found funny ever
1: <laughs> I, I can tell you that I have never seen any of his movies
0: you didn't see uh Ricky Bobby see...
1: oh he's in that that's right that's the only thing I like of him you have made me spill my macchiato you haven't seen cars too car. he was the I'm bad guy in li- that I'm talking live action <laughs> You know, I, I'm just giving you a hard time. Kirk. <laughs> Alley, no, I know. Um, I haven't seen anything besides. Yeah, I love cars too. And I love, you know, when he's driving and he's like, ah, you made me spill my macchiato. Right. And stuff. He is perfect for like those little bit part roles. I don't That's think right. Needs, bit parts. He doesn't need a big, massive roll. I mean, but. So, we've gone kind of long here, but we haven't been on for a couple months. So, um, I'm going to just wrap it up with a little thing, little announcements. Uh, We recently branched out into playing, uh, we're not going to be doing it for a while, but we had streamed Fortnite. And it's pretty much the premise is watch all these old people play Fortnite against all these 12-year-olds, right? Whatever it is. It's just watch these old people try to play Fortnite type of thing. Um, We will be doing a Halloween uh, D&D episode on October 29th. It'll just be a one-shot. And Shannon has uh, come up with this story on her own. And she's really excited to run it. So I'm just putting it out there for you guys to come and watch us on Twitch. Uh, Our show, our channel is just Haunted Log. That's all you have to do to search. Um, And then after that, uh, Nick and I have been creating our own role-playing game. And we're at the point we have the basic framework of the game done. We're at the point where we want to try to run it now and get, uh, feedback and ideas from, you know, so we can add a little bit of flavor to the, we need the flavoring of the book, the game. So we will be, my plan is, I don't know, we are having a meeting on Saturday about all this. Um, I want to run it just without recording it for a month so we can get the mechanics down and work out the bugs. And then starting December, the first weekend of December, we'll run like we'll we'll do it live stream so everybody can watch it. Um, We'd really like your sport. Um, We're just trying to reach a broader audience. That's why we're moving from uh, Podbean to Twitch and YouTube. So, yeah.
0: That's all I got. And with this one, we're trying to get it back to somewhat regular schedule. Life still happens, but... Yes. Because we typically do record these on Monday nights and things happen. Every
1: other... We try to do it, you know, have an episode every other week, and hopefully we get on track for a little while. If not, sorry, we are parents, and we do have responsibilities.
0: so <laughs> We'll try to make it a little bit more regular than every two months.
1: Right. We're going to get back to, yeah, we were just taking a hiatus to see how how long it would be if Nick could do the show with us right away and then it didn't end up working out that way so like Ryan said hopefully here soon Nick will be able to come back and do the show with us because it is fun having a three person show yeah getting get that different third
0: different opinion perspective getting yep. that third perspective So, although but, it, it's a lot of fun talking about how bad the Legion of Superheroes is too without Nick trying to jump but, in and Without this him trying a to defend deal. it.
1: <laughs> right.
0: So, you know. Just kidding. Um, yeah, we, we
1: love you, man. Um, so, I guess we'll see you next time. And uh, so, it's been Kirk. And hey, Ryan. Catch you guys later. Bye. Later.